Here's Gourlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. We're doing the movies. Movie edition. Movie edition. <laughs> we go. Um, who watches the Watchers goes to the movies. There you go. And Do, like, this a week, film reel right there. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play just the audio. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the, and then we'll be back to the podcast. But there you go. <laughs> um, oh, this week we're talking about two movies. And I think a stipulation that I wanted to have on this podcast was one of us could not have seen the movie before. Um, talking, talking about it on the podcast. Um, well, no, that's that's said wrong. But like before, we decide to do it on yeah, the podcast. I yeah. understand what you mean. I okay. Um, and this week we saw one movie together, mm-hmm. and the other week or in the other movie, it works for both these movies. Technically, yeah, yeah. That's what bo- I'm trying to get. At. They're it's, both fresh. <laughs> they're both brand new. They're both in the movie theaters as we speak. But one of them is conveniently on HBO Max. Yeah, it's kind of the two big movies that everyone's talking about right now, too. Yeah. And they're even being kind of not compared to each other, but. but talked about together because of you know the fact that they're both so relevant and they're battling each other in the box office exactly. as we speak which i meant to look up let me look up the box office real quick yeah but if you haven't been spoiled by all of this already we are talking about demon slayer mugen train mm-hmm. first of all which i'm very excited about i'm the reason ian went to the theater and saw this movie yes. and i'm also the dipshit who didn't realize that the movie was in dubbed too yeah. so we went and saw it in the good old classic subtitles in japanese <laughs> which i actually think kind of worked out yeah, in a no, way, definitely. did you think so? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we also saw it on an AVX screen. Uh, so that's why it was that big old oh. curved uh, IMAX style screen. So. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and that means that's why we didn't get the recliners. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we didn't have the recliners because we got the nicer, uh, the nicer, nicer screen. screen. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only movie we're talking about. We're also talking about uh, Warner Brothers Mortal Kombat. Uh, those are the two movies we're putting up to each other this week. I just looked up the box office. Let's play a little game. Um, I think this box office is pretty predictable. Is it just the U.S. box office? Yes. Or, okay. I know that Demon Slayer was like over nine million, and maybe even beyond oh. that now. Oh you know? yeah, definitely. Um, for just for its opening weekend, because that's what I kept reading about. That in so its, what? What was its opening weekend? It was like nine point three million. No, no, or... the date was it April twenty third? Oh, uh, yeah, April twenty yes? third. Okay, so then I'm looking at the weekend of April twenty third to twenty fifth. Oh yeah, what's it say on there? And so Demon Slayer comes in second mm-hmm. with twenty one point one million. Dude, that's. That's a fucking manga. That's amazing. I mean, honestly. that's an anime. That's, a, that's an anime that only has one season. Yeah. You know, like. No, I mean, this this thing blew up, man. This thing is fucking huge. I wouldn't even thought about that when I started watching the anime and even got into the manga. I, did, I guess I just didn't realize that it was on this, uh, such a big hype train. Yeah. Um, <coughs> do you think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's so, it's such an accessible anime? I think it's, so. It's on Hulu. It's on Funimation. It's on Netflix. It's Is basically, it on all of those things? Mm-hmm, it's basically oh. anywhere you want to watch it. Um, Shit, I thought so, it was exclusive to Netflix for some reason. And so, just for that reason, I feel like it has that accessibility kind of mm-hmm. makes it just a more common man's anime at this point. And beyond being fucking great, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know how I feel about it at this point. Um, yeah. But I even think the word of mouth of the movie is probably really good. And even beyond that, the fact that it's not just like a, because that's like the curse of like the My Hero Academia movies is that mm. they're standalone stories. They don't have anything to do with the anime itself, where the Mugen Train is a, a continuation, two hour long episode of the show and is yeah. very necessary um, to the story before and after it. You yeah, know I mean? you're going to definitely have to have watched this before watching season two of the show i'm sure so i think for all of those reasons it's kind of a mix of why it's so successful because you, you know when the second season is coming i don't even think they know you know i really? think i think the i think the mugen train was kind of the focal point right now and that so kind of sucks i don't think the se- second season of the show has been announced yet at least is my point wow. you know so um, damn that kind of sucks is what it is 
Okay, uh, let's let's talk about the box office a little bit more. Oh yeah. Um, so dang twenty. What you say? Twenty two million. Twenty one point one. Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty one point one million for for the Mugans. What do you think is number one? Well, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is number one. Yeah. I mean, are you surprised? A little bit. Why? I don't know. It's probably the the number one thing since movies have been back out again. You know what I mean? That's like, a good point. I'm sure nothing right. has been able to compete with this because it, this this had that hype train behind it. You know what I mean? This was like the first thing that was even on, I feel like, that Warner Bros. HBO Max kind of deal. This was like that first movie that everyone was like, oh, well, we get Mortal Kombat. You yeah. know, that's like the good deal. For me, it's Dune. You know, I'm just... Oh, yeah. I'm blind until October when we get to finally see Dune. And I'll probably end up seeing it in theaters simply for the scale of the movie that it's going to be. Um, I think Godzilla. Godzilla versus Kong oh, is the biggest true. movie so far. But I that mean, it's, a, been, it's been out I longer did. than Mortal Kombat at this point. Yeah, okay, but where are we at for its opening weekend? It's, so Mortal Kombat, it's more. Is it less than 30 million? It is less than 30 million. So I'm going to just say a flat 25 million. 25? Okay, it's 23.3. Oh, so see, it didn't even hit the... So, so that's crazy. Not yeah. Barely 2 million more. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, these movies are neck and neck to each other. Wild. But yeah. I would argue that maybe that's uh, Mortal Kombat suffering a little bit due to its accessibility at home True. you know yes. what i mean like that number would probably be more than doubled if everybody had to go to a theater to so see it so that's know? something that i wanted to talk about with mortal Kombat mm-hmm. is that i feel like this could have under normal circumstances minus the bind- pandemic i almost said pine damn yeah. imagine that um this ding damn damn it <laughs> demic um if we were to be in under normal circumstances i feel like mortal Kombat could have been um like a surprise smash hit at the box office because it kind of dings onto that same kind of like weird nostalgia of, of like it would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it was like, Oh, this was kind of like that cult thing that no one really got to see or definitely people saw it, Yeah, but it wasn't super accessible. It wasn't a nightmare on Elm street. It wasn't Freddie, you know, yeah, you had to have cable, you know, right. in order to have just seen it and it's exactly or release. or had someone that bought the fucking double, you know, VHS of yeah. it. You know and what I mean? And loved Tim Curry, you know. Exactly. <laughs> and so like it it's this weird thing where like, well, they're remaking it and mm-hmm. it looks dope and it has the stranger kid in it. Yeah. I'm gonna go see it, you know? Um and so Mortal Kombat could have been that. Because I mean well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But um, I want to go through the rest of this We're box done. office for this that same weekend. Yeah. Because uh, I know other things that would be on there then. Um, you do? Do you want to guess? Well, I'm, now I'm trying to think off the top of my head because I know I was looking at other movies that are in theaters right now. Is Godzilla King of the Monsters still on the top? It's, uh, well, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Or King whatever the, the hell. Is, yeah. yeah. God, <laughs> King of the Kong. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla King of the Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's third. That's third. Okay. That's with 4.3 million. And then there's two other movies that have kind of gotten a good amount of notability that are still hanging in there. Got you. That have been out for a while. Too, that have been out though. for a while. Batman Lego movie. No, not that long. What if that? What if they just kept that in theaters? <laughs> they just never, never left. Yeah, it just never left theaters. They just kept it in there. <laughs> um, something funny I noticed our local movie theater is doing um, um, is tomorrow they're showing the original Fast and the Furious movie. Oh, really? Just one showing oh. at 4, 4 p.m. That's And sucks. I was like, I want to see who's going to be. I, I want to see the audience. And he was like, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. I'm going to go see the Fast and the Furious. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's a different movie. I know. The Fast and the Furious is uh, a different movie than well, the, Fast and the yeah, Furious. Yeah, the original is The Fast and the Furious. No. And then, yes, and then Fast and the Furious is the fifth one, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. No. I think that it... Let's look. Let's F- look at the that. fifth one is called Fast Five. Or you know what the fuck I'm talking Whichever one is the one that got the re- that rebranded. Like, there is... Okay, so the first one is called Fast and the Furious. The, the, the yeah, one okay, see, that's re- what I'm saying. The The is in the ori- very original, though. Oh, the you're The Fast right. and the Furious, yeah. Oh shit! It, it was like the the rebrand was just Fast and Furious. They 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 weren't even those. Holy yet. shit! You're so right. They were no longer those people. They just are those things now. They aren't the Fast and the Furious. They just are Fast and Furious. Well, fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, so they're they have that in the theater for whatever reason. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. It's not your, there's like thirty of those movies at this point. Holy they, shit! I have like a thousand apps open. Hold on. Okay. Well, anyway, the the other two movies. Yeah. What are the other two? Well, do you want to guess any of them? Not at all. No. Okay. So in fourth place is Nobody. Ah, see, I keep forgetting about that movie. Do you want to see that movie? Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's go see that movie. I I don't know about seeing it in the theater. I don't want to spend money to see that movie. Boy, it's our boy boy Odenkirk. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I do want to see that movie. I would do it just to support him. You know? How do you feel about the John Wick movies? How many of those have you seen? Not I a one? I think I've seen the first one, maybe. Okay, so I saw the first one. Okay. And I didn't understand the hype for it, oh. honestly. You don't kill a man's puppy. I mean, yeah, sure. There you go. Okay. That was the hype. I mean, and then I've seen bits and pieces of the second yeah, and third ones, and, and they look cool. Like, I've seen some action sequences mm-hmm. online, that, like the horse scene and things like that. And I think yeah. I really just watch them more just to be like, man, Keanu Reeves really just does this shit, huh? <laughs> more than to be like, this is this is a cool movie uh, franchise. Um, <laughs> but I would actually, I feel like I would relate nobody more to, like, the Joker than oh, well, in a nobody way than... is made by the people that make the John Wick movies. Oh, really? Yes. I was going to say, just in its design, I feel like it's so it tried to promote itself more like the Joker, which was like this guy on the edge of life who's just like, you know, been pushed a little too far. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny because I feel like that trailer transitions itself um, a little bit. But either way. Well, nobody had 1.7 from last weekend. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hanging around. Yeah. It's been in the movie theaters. It's crazy that Godzilla vs. Kong is still ringing in $4 million million, in, yeah. during a pandemic. You so know what true. I mean? Um, and then the last movie, or the last movie in the top five, is uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, okay, gotcha. That Disney. one's with 1.7. It was tied, holy shit, with nobody. They, yeah, I mean, shit, you can see it cheaper in theaters than to watch it on is that Disney true? Premier. It's $30 Disney Premier Access. Yeah, I know, but so for, two tickets to the movie theater is what, twelve fifty? Well, yeah, it's like 25 That's what I'm saying. So two people can see it for cheaper in a theater than to watch it in the comfort of your uh, own yeah, home. Yeah, but if you're a family, which is who this movie is designed for, I think it's cheaper at home. Because then you don't have to spend gas. You already have treats at home. That's true. I think it's cheaper. Uh, that's the it's idea. It's still bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> don't put it out. I yeah. mean, they're going to do the same thing with Black Widow. Is that how you feel about Disney Premier Access? Like, do you do you support it as an idea? You, like, you think it's like a smart thing for them to do? Yes. Oh, yeah. Are you Versus like what HBO is doing with Warner Brothers and the fact that they're just like, if you well, have HBO, our the membership. Thing, the thing about HBO is that not as many people had it as Disney Plus. So Disney Plus was like, well, we don't have to incentivize anybody to, to get our service if service. we put because the, they're they are putting f- the the pixar movies were free that's you know true. what i mean and those were supposed to be theatrical releases that is true and so i plus it, they're putting out all of this person their content that they're making like the you know the yeah, marvel shows exactly. and things like that so so i think i think it's fine yeah i, I mean i wasn't gonna see ryan the last dragon under any pay amount regardless i don't have money to go see a kid's movie i guess my mentality you know I mean? is if they're gonna make people pay 30 dollars for it just let them have it at that point you know what i mean like don't make it like a one-time watch for that price like i don't know it's it's an interesting it's, it's not, a it's a weird thing to like kind of accept you know what i mean it's like, not a one-time watch isn't it no it's, when it's you a, buy the limited. premium access it's it's up there until a certain date and then it's off for a little bit and then they put it back on eventually because Mulan's yeah, up there now. That is, yeah, Mulan's free to watch now. So I think the HBO thing is smart because they need more people to subscribe to. Which it. is a surprise to me. I, I think <laughs> HBO Max is like dope, kind of trying to be the number one streaming service right it's, now with the amount of content that they've managed to let's, accumulate. Let's talk about streaming services. <laughs> Which one? I if you had to drop, okay, what do you have right now? I want to hear okay. that. I am currently paying for. <laughs> HBO okay. and Hulu through my Spotify. Okay. And then Netflix already comes with our phone. Okay. And then Disney Plus we bought three years outright. Oh, okay, got you. So Which was not, what a lot of people felt like. Yes. This. And so I we we just have Disney Plus. We're not paying for it right now. So between those three that we are paying for, technically mm-hmm. one through a phone bill, one through Spotify, I feel totally fine buying all of these streaming services. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but if you let's talk about those four because I assume you have those four as well, well. of course, and then, oh, Amazon, and then, and then Amazon. Amazon Prime, Holy which would shit. be uh, yeah, Amazon. I forgot about. But Amazon, Amazon, see, and Amazon's kind of a double coin because it's not like you're just paying for their streaming service; you're yeah. paying for Amazon Prime, and exactly. Then, God damn it, I'm hitting all this shit. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, you get that as like the bonus, right? Thing, you know, and so so and, between those five, if you had to drop one, Disney. let's. Oh really? Okay. So yeah. So the as much of as the oh, Marvel mo- or the Marvel shows that are to come out, you would just be like, well, I'll, I'll catch them whenever. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just I feel like they just have exactly that's like they only have the one incentive for me at this point. You know, because yeah. I mean? you're not interested in the Star Wars stuff. I mean, I watched all of the Mandalorian, and I'm mm-hmm. interested to see, but I I don't know if I'll end up watching like Bo Katan or you know a sock uh, or whatever. Right. Uh, her show. You know what is her na- last name? Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Tano. 
Katano. Yeah. See, Bo Katan and Ahsoka <laughs> Katano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ahsoka Tano. Their names fuck me up. Um, but yeah, I mean, really for me, Disney's just Marvel right now, you know? So, I mean, I'm out of all of those, I think, uh, the Star Wars shows that they announced, the only one that I care about is Ka- Cassian Andor. Really? I like K2SO and Cassian in So you'll be happy Rogue to see one. those characters again? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, Alan Tudyk is the guy that plays K2SO, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like the guy in the pocket with Disney right now. Like, oh, really? He'll, he plays the chicken voice in Moana. He plays, you know, just all these random characters. <laughs> he plays uh, King Candy in Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, you okay. Know? Now, um, Alan Tudyk, <laughs> that's what his name is. The guy from, like, fucking, it's called Alance. Hello. He's from fucking... Um, the Night's Tale. Tale. Yeah. He's in he's Steve the Pirate. He's Steve the fucking pirate. Dude, yeah. I love Steve the Pirate. Yeah. Alan, Alan Tudyk's Alan Tudyk. <laughs> but yeah, he's in all of those fucking Disney movies right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Why would it's like why do they do that? Why did they give Vin Diesel to be Groot? Why did they get <laughs> Alan Tudyk to be a fucking chicken? Well Alan, Alan Tudyk's a genuinely good actor, like voice actor and in person. So you think he gives these, these non-vocal characters personality in spite yeah. of not having a single dialogue? Well, the thing is, I think he's also pretty chill about like, oh, you want me to play a chicken? I'll go balk for a couple yeah. of hours <laughs> and then I get like a pretty good paycheck but it's not something that i have to like put a pirate suit on and pretend to be a fucking dodgeball pirate for (laughs) fucking nine months So you think he likes these kind of oh for sure they're just easy paychecks or like fun paychecks i guess even if we don't want to make it sound so cynical and he can do just any voice like he's a british robot in k2s you know what i mean like he's he's so fucking good at this shit yeah um but i mean i'm i'm big on him and i like the guy that what uh, other star wars shows is just those besides those three it's well, I mean the Obi Wan show. Oh, too. and then the Obi Wan show, That's which right. Hayden Christensen's back for. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fucking movies. You want to talk about the mo- movies? Oh yeah, we haven't even started talking about the fucking movies, have okay, we? Okay, let's talk about uh, Mugen Train. Mugen Train. Yeah, how far? <laughs> Eight, <laughs> seven, seventeen minutes in, we haven't even talked about the movies. Okay, um, so Mugen Train's first, so we can start up high, and then we'll talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and like I said, we saw it in. Uh... Japanese. AB, we ABX? saw it in ABX, oh, yeah, yeah. true, and in Japanese. So Which I'm subtitles. assuming Ashley made a good point. She was like, "I think the dubbed viewing is going to be more packed than the subbed view, or vice versa." The sub because we saw it subbed. Uh-huh. I think you up top you said dubbed. It was still fully booked out. Um, oh, regardless. Yeah, regardless. Like even our oh. showing that was as much people that which was nice. <laughs> so that's where I also thought these numbers are interesting because look at a, how much the social distancing was mm. when we even saw it. So these theaters must be really getting packed. To their brim in order to even get these numbers, you know, because I mean, that's one good thing about the limited movies that are actually releasing mm-hmm. right now is that the movie theater we went to, we went to Santico's. Yeah. Um, most theater, most of the, the screens were showing Mugen Train. Mugen Train. Yeah. So, like, they were definitely able to do the social distancing. Yeah. But I think once, uh, what is it, June or July? Whenever Black Widow comes out, yeah, I think they're gonna have to ditch the the that social concept, and it's just gonna be back to normal theater. I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to like because there's no way, yeah. you know what I mean? Unless the whole theater is Black Widow, because mm-hmm. people are gonna want to go see yeah, it. There couldn't have been what forty of us in that, and that was a large theater. You it know, was, so, it was more than thirty of us. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I mean, that, that's a I mean, that's a theater that would normally <laughs> say probably like well over a hundred. You know what yeah. I mean? So I was pretty surprised. Uh, by that, you know, by the, I mean, I appreciated it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wish it was always like that. Yeah, I, that would be dope. I, I would love to not like have that. a jackass eating popcorn next to me in every movie. You know? I was eating popcorn next to you and I am a jackass. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Welcome no, to Jackass. My name is Johnny Knoxville. One of the things that made me laugh was that uh, towards the end of the movie when everybody was being little crybabies, which I love so much. I love uh-huh. a show or the fact that all of our main characters in the show are just a bunch of crybabies. Oh, you're talking about the characters. Yeah, yeah. the characters in the show. But literally, I heard a girl go, oh, no, <laughs> like, over my shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, this is the shit on why I'm happy for the fucking social distancing. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway. Um, I got so, flip. I'm sorry. So yeah, you know, I'm the I'm I'm the big demon slayer boy, but it seemed like you and Ashley did walk at le- out of the theater at least having really uh Oh, we loved it. We loving had a the good movie. Time. And yeah. uh she compared uh, Rengoku to what'd you say of a Growlithe. A Growlithe. Yeah. She uh, cuz like at the beginning of the movie when he was all delicious. 
delicious you know just fucking that thing um i just leaned over to her and i was like he's like a puppy (laughs) and because like he's a loyal like boy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's just a good dog is basically what he really is yeah he's like a golden retriever and so i told her that and then at when we were driving home she was like you know he reminded me of the pokemon what is it the fire dog (laughs) and i was like growlith and she was like yeah and so yeah i mean it was it was just growlith yeah um, but I, we really love the movie. The, like, the only fault I can give it is that it is literally, um, you know, just a slice of the story because mm-hmm. it, it, it can't be confined to that. You yeah. know what I mean? You couldn't just show that movie to someone and then have a fucking clue what's going exactly. on. It's, it's almost not a movie so much as a two hour long episode. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's hard to call it a, a movie. Yeah. But someone who had very little understanding of anything beforehand, like my girl, mm-hmm. my fiance, Ashley, she, she loved it. Yeah. She had it was a good still time. digestible for, um, yeah. and, uh, I think like, I kind of agree with you that one, of like as much as I love demon slayer and I love its animation style and I love its music score and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like the 3d animation is where they kind of, drop the ball sometimes you know what i mean and where it can kind of like become a little bit of an eye shock to have like these 2d printed yeah and you know digitally added characters over like this intense you know 3d mold of like stuff you know what i mean like body horror of the train yeah exactly and so i feel like that was one the one (laughs) the one thing i could baby complain about in the movie is it was a little shocking to the eye exactly once all once it really took over the screen you know Mm -hmm. what i mean with all that because i mean exactly even when you had uh lower one's head on the end of that that long tentacle it just didn't even look like it belonged together totally you know so and you get that in the anime too for sure where you get that same 3d animation a lot of modern anime Mm -hmm. And that's something that, I mean, you know me, I I would definitely say that that's, you know, a complaint of mine is Mm -hmm. that like, why why do you have to make it like mixed media feeling where it's like different types of of structure of of texture on on a on the screen, like show me just draw it like because we already know that most of these models are animated in like a 3D kind of style first and then overlaid with like that the the line art yeah you know what i mean and so if you're going to start leaning into this like um digital look then just either make it all digital yeah. or make it all lean light. into it you yeah, know exactly I mean? uh, it's got to be one or the other and i want to believe that maybe it's just like you know maybe for the culture like the art style it makes sense like because exactly it's body it's the body horror of the mm. train turning into the thing so maybe that's the whole point is that it's this like it's aggressively different look so that it's exactly it's off-putting and almost very doesn't want your eye to accept this grotesque thing you're looking at so I, one thing that i will parade the this anime for mm. is that it doesn't do that with any of their like special attacks yeah. when it comes to the lightning or the the water or the fire attacks they give these big thick chunky lines to this animation and i love it it looks so good yeah. it looks so dope uh, you know you had mentioned before we saw it if it was going to have like that big movie kind of animation where it's like done to that next tier and i felt like that was where we really saw that oh, was in okay. those moments where they like really powered mm. up and we got to see their breathing forms uh, yeah and i fucking exactly i ate it up like hotcakes man like i loved it so much when we got to see everyone's cool ass fucking uh breathing forms and yeah. uh, just kind of see exactly that vibrant color style of you know like uh you know the water breathing rengoku's you know flame breathing yeah even i mean I, I feel like they even did a good job of doing like inosuke's beast breathing and giving it like a oh, yeah. lot of like really fun you know like animation to it so inosuke was um i think in a lot of ways the highlight of the movie yeah, for, you know, for, for, the, for everybody for yeah. the whole audience um i he's he's a um comedy relief done right you know what i mean yeah. that's how i genuinely feel about inosuke like more than zenitsu in a way that, that yeah. like everything that comes out of inosuke's mouth is funny because it's so ripe with that's what that character would say or do he's mm-hmm. just so much that person you know they it's like what you would expect from him um and so i mean perfect example like the you know hit him and zenitsu's individual dream worlds yeah you know once they get there are so totally accurate to what those two would be kind of dreaming about you know what i mean that i thought um and all of that is so i mean once again to go back to one of our demon slayer episode all of this was pulled right out of the manga i mean it was page to screen and i was so blown away by it there wasn't Um, anything additive really not really um i mean i feel like maybe they well they did delve more into tanjiro's oh dream dream world world? yeah a little bit but beyond that like uh 
yeah, I mean, their, their soulscapes, I can't think of what they're calling, you know, the space where mm-hmm. their soul was found, all of that was pretty spot on to wow. how it's all done in the manga. So, I mean, I was very impressed with the fact that, yeah, even on a slightly grander scale, the movie still managed to stay very, very true to its original uh, art style, storyline, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even dialogue is pretty pretty similar you know yeah um all the way down to stupid nezuko having bunny ears in you in, know his dream world yeah so um was this myra's first interaction with this version of the story or did she read the manga beforehand so no this was definitely her first interaction with so this, she, the story too. so she had no clue that rengoku was gonna bite the dust at no, the end of this movie not at all no and i tried to keep it a big surprise of uh because one thing i thought was so fucking sick about this story and mm-hmm. i thought they did a great job was the, of how tanjiro figured out how to get out of the dream world over mm-hmm. and over again when i was reading that i was like holy shit you know no, what i mean I, when we were watching it there was i because okay yeah like yeah <laughs> i had i had the idea that like dude he's he's committing suicide so quickly that if they play on the idea of like, oh, he might get confused and try to do it in rea- re- the real world, I was like, that would make this story perfect. That that would make this like section of this idea of this this theme, this idea in this story, so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And for them to do it, and then Inosuke being the one that like, hey, fucker, yeah, like, idiot, don't fucking fall for his tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so fucking good. That was probably the highlight of the movie. For yeah, me. and one, I love the idea of he's like, I need to wake <clears throat> up with my eyes closed, and how hard that would be. It'd be like I have to fucking kill myself, and then when I'm shocked awake, I have to keep my eyes closed because he's fucking right there Mm -hmm. to immediately put him back to sleep again you know just exactly that whole battle sequence is the highlight because it's so cleverly thought out and exactly that moment where he's about to fucking kill himself literally it's just like ah you're like ah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i loved it i i thought it was so perfectly executed yeah on the screen um i liked how lower one looked i thought (laughs) lower or upper three when he Mm -hmm. appears in the end looked great i thought everybody's power sets were shown exactly how they reflect in the in, the, in the story so i mean i was it was it was it was good for me man i mean if you just took out the fucking 3d animation and just kept it consistent i feel like it could be perfect in a way yeah. you know what i mean I, and, I agree so but i mean the score the story everything got done as as someone so great who's not too emotionally involved with the characters I had a great time watching mm-hmm. it. Um, I loved the characters' interactions. I loved Rengoku's interaction, like his. I, I loved his like kind of throwback to or his flashbacks. I loved his interaction with Tanjiro. I thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. And then for Ashley, who had no interaction with these characters, and for her to come out and say, "I liked it a lot," and that she even seemed interested in watching the anime, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And speaks volumes to yeah. You know, what but it is. what I'm I'm most interested in is kind of Myra's interaction with it, where she went into this anticipating the next part of the story, yeah. and like her interaction with, I guess the the ending of it. How did she? Was she upset? Dang, I wish we could get her out here to ask her herself. Do you want to? <laughs> she wouldn't want to, oh. um, unfortunately. But yeah, I think, she, I mean, she loved the movie and she was incredibly upset with, uh, yeah, the reality of Rengoku because I think uh, for her, she was like, I thought he was going to be like a really cool character going forward. Uh, I mean, I won't lie to you. That's the perfect amount of character right there. I love that amount that we got of mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? And it's and it's always that good character that exactly is such a good boy <laughs> as you kind of described. You know what I mean? His his soul's just so pure, and I and I love that his soul is like pure fire. I thought mm-hmm. that was such a neat idea that he's just so passionate and that the the spirit his spirit is literally on fire. You yeah. know. Um, but I I know she really enjoyed the film and was very shocked by. Uh, yeah, the, his death and the events um, that lead up to it. But I feel like this movie does do a good job of like starting and ending in a place that um, doesn't totally affect the, where the anime left off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's important because we, not we, everyone's going to be able to see this. Yeah, and, um, and I'm sure that the anime will, in, at least in some way, explain it or like can. A, push it off you know what i mean mm-hmm. of like well those events occurred so now this is where we are um you know but because that's very true once season two eventually comes out and then someone who hasn't seen any of it just mm-hmm. starts watching it they're gonna watch it season one to season two and miss out all of this section exactly you know I mean? especially on streaming 
So it's 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 crazy to think like, man, this is kind of a heavy chunk of of kind of vital stuff, or at least not vital, but I think really great storytelling yeah. stuff that I wish that it was more accessible. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if Netflix could just be like, now watch the movie, we have it, it's right here. See, that's how it needs to be done, exactly. Mm-hmm. Either the movie just basically needs to be like, this is season two. Yeah. <laughs> like the, oh, maybe you know. they could break it into like Yeah, four and episodes. I thought about that too. I was like, I bet they'll end up breaking it for like into TV specials for like Japan or something like that mm-hmm. so that it can be yeah, digested for people who don't have access to it on the big screen. Um, that's what I assume they'll do. But like, it just makes me think about like, you know me, I love Naruto. That's mm-hmm. like my big anime. And Naruto has like nine movies. Or it's like nine to 11 Have movies. Have you seen them? And I haven't seen a single goddamn one of them. Holy shit. S- since I've rewatched the series. I think I watched like one of them on like Toonami back in the day, you know, but I've never seen any of them because every single one of them is completely unnecessary to the wow. story. You know what I mean? So I think that... Well, okay, if we look at Naruto as a manga, it's mm-hmm. a chunky, huge fucking shit. And so if we look at Demon Slayer, it's this nice, concise 23 mm-hmm. books. You know what I mean? I mean, that sounds like a lot, 23 so, books. But still, like, it, yeah, I guess they can only pull from its main line. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? guess my 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 interest is, and, it's, I, and My Hero Academia is kind of doing the same thing. They're about to come out with their third movie, which I think the storyline has nothing to do with the main story of the, the, of the uh, anime. It's just mm-hmm. that... Uh, like, I think it has a lot to do with why Demon Slayer is so successful, once again, is that this movie is necessary. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a genuine part of the story, and that makes people genuinely want to watch it instead of be like, oh, well, I'll just see that sometime. You know, like, I don't need to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, that kind of mentality of like, oh, well, this movie is just a standalone mm-hmm. of these characters, so I get a little bit more of these characters I love. It's the same reason why you skip filler episodes, you know? Exactly, like, yeah. why wouldn't you skip the two-hour filler episode, you know? Um so I think that was where this was smart, and I think that moving forward, more anime movies should be like this. Should yeah. be like heavy. Plot. I mean, if they don't need, if they, yeah, even if they're not going to be literally like this, where they are just a two-hour-long extension of the story, at least make it have relevance to the overall. I agree. Storyline, you know what I mean? Make it something that people not necessarily need to see, but want to go see. You yeah. know, I guess is where I think that the then the the filler the filler movies yeah. fall short for sure you know okay well yeah um yeah. i uh, mean and it, i understand why it's com- competing with mortal Kombat. you know what i mean shit we live in a in an anime era i think covid was great for anime really? i think a lot of americans decided like fuck it i'm just gonna get into anime now really? <laughs> during quarantine <laughs> <laughs> because more and more i'm starting i mean especially in my own workplace it's like this I have a person that's watching Naruto. I have another person that's watching Sailor Moon right now. You know, and it's yeah. just these people that were like, "Oh yeah, I never really was into this stuff, but just got into it recently." And I'm just starting to hear that more and more. So, we're it's going to be crazy where anime's at in another few years. I feel like yeah. it's just going to be the mainstream American uh, animated entertainment. You know, beyond yeah. American animation. Uh, let's take a break. When we get back. <laughs> yeah. Hi guys, uh, welcome back. We are supposedly talking about Mortal Kombat and Mugen Train. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to talk about Mortal Kombat now. Yeah. Um, so, where the Mugen Train was two hours long, I did you feel like it was that long watching it? It was just under two hours. It was just under two hours, right? Um, yes. I don't know. I felt like it uh, went by pretty quickly for what it was. Um, I think because I wasn't too like uh used to its beats it did feel pretty like long. two hours for me interesting especially for ashley ashley felt oh, like I imagine it a lot of on. it kind of hung on for a long time and i imagine definitely uh after like the train <coughs> crash and once the train mm-hmm. had been defeated it was like sweet we're, we've made it to the end and it was like ah, just kidding here's a whole other battle sequence yeah. you get to deal with but i also feel like those are like the best parts so i almost feel like the first half of the movie is what could have been numbing and then the second half was what it was kind of like the payoff for that yeah you know what i mean i kind of agree 
Um, I mean, it's, well, only if you're really into action stuff. Yeah, which I'm not even usually, but I thought that uh, just the... I actually think the action in Demon Slayer is so enthralling because it's where the animation really gets to take off. It's where we get to really see the characters kind of show off, you know. Um, And uh, for I'm and watching Black Clover right now, and it's, I I think it's it could take a page out of like Demon Slayer's book on how to do just to be a little bit more concise action sequences more concise because theirs are sometimes just like. I couldn't even tell you what's going on right now. It's just really, it's just a blur of just color and just like nonsense. And <laughs> there was one moment, I mean, to just tangent a little bit, um, that drove me nuts because it was, it was a fight between two characters and one of them threw the other towards the ground. I mean, you know, like chunked him out of the air towards the ground. And then the next shot was the character who got thrown up in the air while the other one was down at the ground, the guy who threw him, uh-huh. shooting lasers up at him. I mean, it was literally one sequence to the next, and it made absolutely no fucking sense. And I was like, that, it was either broken, and somehow no one in the world has ever noticed but me, or it was just, our, I just didn't understand what the hell just happened. You or know? they cut out a big chunk of it. Or, or something. something got cut. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so uh-huh. it was like, seeing stuff like that makes Demon Slayer's action just feel like the freshest fucking hotcake I've ever eaten in my life, you know? Yeah. It just makes it look so good. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, no, I, I liked all the action in Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about the action in Mortal Kombat. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Mortal Kombat. Did you like it? Uh, Be honest. Yes. You did like it. Yes. Overall, you would give it a yes. Yes. Okay. A thumbs um, up. Not a, not a big thumbs up, yeah. but yes. It was, it was right there on the line <laughs> of like... Give it a no, yes. I mean, I'll, it'll be a full thumb going up. It'll okay. just be a baby's thumb. You gotcha. know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not my grown man adult thumb. Yeah. Um, but this movie is also just under two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like this one went by super fast. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you have a hard time getting through no, this one? No, definitely not. But I also watched it, I think, in kind of two segments where oh, I had okay. to watch it and then stop it and then finish it later on. So that might make it why it didn't feel so... You know, yeah. but I mean, it it didn't feel like it took, you know, I felt like it got its point across pretty quickly mm-hmm. and moved along fast enough that I was yeah, entertained at least the whole time, you yeah. know? Actually, I did have to watch it in a couple of segments, too. Mm-hmm. It, I started it while doing the dishes, but then after I was done doing the dishes, Ashley had made me a smoothie. Oh. And I dropped the mm-hmm. smoothie, and it splattered literally everywhere. God damn it. It was so bad. Isn't it amazing how liquids can splatter and fucking hit every goddamn surface near them we somehow. were wiping things that we like i'm sure you literally across the the apartment like it was incredible um it was very upsetting i really liked the smoothie what kind it was of smoothie very was it? good it was banana like actual banana mm-hmm. with i think it's like nesquik strawberry syrup oh, okay with vanilla extract extract and uh milk okay and it was delish fucking good and i was like slurping it and then <laughs> i went to open the refrigerator and it slipped out of my hand and slattered everywhere man i was i was like on the verge of tears not only because i had to like clean, clean up this up. whole fucking mess but because i lost that entire smoothie and you had I, to pause mortal Kombat. <laughs> and fuck. i had to i was just learning about cole young my man oh god fuck <laughs> <laughs> so this movie was I want to talk about this because I think it's such an incredible talking point. Yeah. This movie was directed by someone named Simon McCoyd. Okay. This is have you heard of this director, Simon McCoyd? Mm-mm. No? Okay. That's for good reason. This is his very first movie. Ever. Ever. How? I don't know. How do people get projects like that? I Okay, remember when uh, what is it? What are they called? Like Mechana or there was a YouTube channel, a video game YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. They had those Mortal Kombat Legacy like yeah, short films, short films on, that they would do. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to do Mortal Kombat, and somehow this this guy, guy got it. <laughs> who I don't know anything he's done. He okay, he's produced one other movie. Guess what it was? Smurfs. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I wanted it to be the Smurfs too. <laughs> was. Justin Timberlake and the Smurfs? Mm-hmm. Or was that Trolls? No, is it? No, it's not just. Isn't it fucking Neil Patrick Harris? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're the right. other Justin Timberlake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Simon McCoy <laughs> directed this movie, and it was his 
first movie. That's fucking wild. But there's one thing I want to talk about also, the writers. So we all know that, you know, just because you wrote on a script doesn't mean that you wrote the majority of a yeah. script. It's it. They have to... Hollywood. Contract, by contract, they have to list everyone that's touched the script and added a word. Yeah. So there's there's this guy that wrote on this movie. His name is Dave Callahan. Okay. He has written on a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and some of them bad movies. Mm. And so, so this guy he wrote a portion of Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, we don't know. We how don't know much. how much. Um, but he's he wrote the first Doom movie. Oh, that's a good one though. That one's with yeah, with the Rock Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne yeah. Dwayne Rock Johnson. Um, he wrote that. He wrote a portion of that movie. He was a writer on all three of the Expendables. He was a writer on the first. Of the most recent Godzillas. Oh, so he just wrote Kano, is what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he wrote... Oh, He was just in charge of writing Kano and Son- Sonya Blade. That was all, that's all he wrote. <laughs> he wrote on Zombieland Double Tap. Not the Have first, you seen that movie? No. Have you seen that movie? Oh, no. Yeah, it, it, it made me sad that Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch signed on to be their counterparts in that movie because <laughs> those are two names that I hold very high and hold it very dear in my heart, yeah. very high in a certain tier. And so to have the and two And those are them, also actors that you would like to fight for because not everyone feels that way about them. So you know true. what I mean? Um, no, I mean, well, if you look at the first Zombieland and you ask Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch to be in the second one, of course they're going to say, say yes. yes. The first Zombieland was revered. That's true. As I mean, maybe not critically, but by fans. Yeah, it's definitely a cult classic yeah. you know, of our generation. For sure. And so uh, he wrote on that movie, and he also wrote on Wonder Woman 1984, which... Shit. So you look at this guy's track record, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. A lot of this makes sense. But this is where it gets very bad, Kenny. Because not only has he written on all of these not good movies, which, by the way, if I were to try and pull out a good movie, I couldn't tell you because they're like fucking... After that, it's nonsense. Yeah, well, there's Horseman, which it looks like it's a Dennis Quaid movie. Let me make sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Dennis Quaid movie. Where he's a horseman (laughs) or something. Another movie called Telltale, which who the fuck knows what that is. Um, And he also wrote, what is this? Jean-Claude Van Johnson? I don't know what this is. It's, <laughs> Let me see it. I feel like that sounds more, you know. It has that kid in it. What is his name? Moses? Moses Arias. Or Arias but Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Yeah, that's that Amazon series. Okay, that's, that's a, a show? That, that I've heard of, yeah. That's a show on Amazon. That's okay, well, their... he also wrote on that. So, I mean, you couldn't say, really, any of these movies are... Worth a shit. Good. <laughs> Capital G, good. Yeah, Maybe good. lowercase good. Yeah. And then he also wrote on Mortal Kombat. But here's where it gets sad, Kenny. The movies that aren't to be released that he also wrote on kind of hurts me a little bit. Like these are movies that will never be released? No. You, these or are these are upcoming, upcoming films. For sure movies. Okay. One of them being Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. I kind of had a feeling once you said that, that that was going to be one of them. And that hurts a little mm-hmm. bit because, I mean, the trailer looks fucking good. The dialogue looks good or sounds good. But the other movie, Kenny, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Really? Yeah. I bet that movie has a lot of writers, though. <laughs> it's just like, how did these people... How did how did this track record equal that? Yeah, they're like, all right, we're going to give you the best animated film of 2019 then <laughs> it's just like fuck what is where is this going why is this happening well regardless so that's just the writer one of the yeah, writers one of the writers um but this movie is very poorly written um mortal Kombat. well let me ask you this were you sentimental of the original films is that something that you ever no. liked or not really so you don't really I mean, care about the old movies too when much. the original movies came out we were kids yeah and there, it was one of those movies where it's like oh i have a uh, like the second half of it on a recorded VHS. See, that's how it was for me. Like I would always catch the second half of the movie on TNT or something. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. You like, oh, I wish I could have seen the first half of this so I knew what the fuck was going on. And then no, I just, but, but I'm like a big fan of the video games, especially yeah. the originals. You know what I mean? And so 
none of the video games are good at telling the lore. No. And the lore is extremely dense, and it can only be really parsed by people that are fanatics yeah. of Mortal Kombat that can then put it all together from the comic books, from the various media, to kind of tell you exactly what happened in the original mo- in the original games. Yeah, but even still, it's kind of Metal Gear-esque in the sense that it's all just still kind of nonsense that people are duct-taping together, right? <laughs> completely, yeah. completely. Well, Metal Gear is different, because Metal Gear outright tells you it just doesn't make a shred <laughs> of shit. sense. <laughs> Mortal Kombat tells you hardly anything, and yeah. you're supposed to make all the context clues of like, oh, well, I guess that's how... Johnny Cage ends up on Earth Realm or yeah. Nether Realm or wherever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and you fill in the blanks. Exactly. But this movie um it it gets a lot of the actual lore kind of right. Mm-hmm. Just little bits. Um It's like the stuff we could never get from the games. It's like right. this this it's like all the stuff outside the Mortal Kombat that this movie right. felt the need to explain exactly why <laughs> people are chosen. Sucks and that we like never that. really get like a true Mortal Kombat where they're actually fighting in. That the was tournament. one of my big bummers of the movie. Yeah, I think my the my big two bummers of the movie were that that we never even got a Mortal Kombat. We mm. never made it that far. But second, that a a movie based on a game that has dozens, I could say dozens of characters in of its own, felt the need to just create a new guy. To be our main protagonist through You're it all, right. you know what I mean? I didn't mean? even think about that. Yeah. And it was a kind of a bummer for me. And I, I know that it's kind of like hinting he's supposed to be like the next Scorpion, I guess, is what the whole kind of idea was. But then it was like, well, then do that. You know, like, don't do what we got, which was just this new guy, you know, yeah. with a new power set. When you have so many other cool sources we could have gone for, I, I would have rather had a, just another movie about Liu Kang. Oh, and I would have preferred that. The, the yeah. Okay, so I want to say the actor that plays Liu Kang. I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was him. great. He's he was awesome. I want to see more of that. And I and I would have fucking been so much more <laughs> into fucking Kun Lao dying. Mm-hmm. You know, if it would have been because he was the best friend to our main character versus just like, oh, that was the guy that was kicking our main character's ass earlier. You know what I mean? So he's strong. So it's a big deal. He just died. You know <laughs> exactly. Um, I just feel like that would have had so much more of an emotional pull if it would have been a more relevant character frontlining you know for us so that was that was a big bummer for me honestly Um, one thing that it got extremely right well i I can't say extremely but it did very very right yeah was uh the relationship with sub-zero and scorpion Mm -hmm. and scorpion's origin absolutely um and kind of Sub-Zero's origin a little bit. A little bit. But uh, enough to where it was like, oh, this is a good idea of how to tell that story yeah. of Scorpion and, and Sub-Zero. That's how I always go into adaptations, where I'm like, I understand it's not going to be exactly like how it's supposed to be. How are they going to pull it off to where it feels good enough as a story? And yeah. I felt like this interpretation of Sub-Zero and Scorpion was very good. I could agree with that for sure. But it felt like dog shit. In comparison, not dog shit, but it felt like it didn't fucking matter. Yeah, it was like the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. to what the story tried to tell. But it it was like, you know, it's like you make the tip of the iceberg a fucking diamond and then the rest is just ice, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's so weird that they wanted to do like a whole big, like 20 minute intro of Scorpion or 15 minute intro of Scorpion. And then for it to just be like, oh, well, you saw all that shit of the cool, like, samurai guy? Yeah. This is his, like, great descendant. Yeah. The, and it's the like, baby that the survived? F- that, that, that baby doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just that baby's ancestor that matters. <laughs> like, it's like, why? 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 Yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, that's just, that, that's, I guess, my point. It's like, if y'all are going to, okay, fine. It's his ancestor. Then just make him the next Scorpion. Have him be, like, possessed. By his ancestor's spirit. Oh, my and, God. And he, that's how he has the hellfire is he's being he possessed be, by this demon version of his ancestor who's could, out for vengeance. You he know? could be like Donald Blake with Thor or or Danny Ketch with the Ghost Rider. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean it could have been like a fucking like possession. Oh, my God. I that would have like, been so fucking sick. I feel like Scorpion and Ghost Rider are very comparable to oh, each other in a way. comparable, yeah. Know? So I think that would have been a better way to do it versus like, hey, look at this cool armor. He kind of grows. Like, like, that's cool, right? <laughs> I don't know. It looks so bad. I kept calling him quirks the whole movie when they were like, you need to find out what you're fucking. That's another bummer. Whatever they were calling that it. That is another bummer of this I movie. Like, I was like, what's his quirk? <laughs> One thing that I did kind of like was that they had the insignia of mm-hmm. the dragon. I kind of liked that. 
I thought it was interesting and that it would pass on to somebody who killed, killed the worthy person. But then they, they make a, a thing like, oh, these are the only ones we could find or the only ones left. And it's like, well, that's not true. If there's more out there, they died. Someone killed them <laughs> or it passed on to something. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, you, would, you would think if they died of natural causes, like the Green Lantern ring, it would just go on to its next worthy successor. That would be cool. You yeah. Know? But um, obviously, we're going to get more at the yeah. end if we do get a second movie, which I think it, I think we will. I think there's a good chance we'll get a second movie. I thought it was a big surprise that they see. It's like so much of the main character was the problem <laughs> for me because they we also got Cole, and that's his name, right? Cole Young and Cole Young passed his prime, which yeah. was like a whole big part of the movie. Where it's like, oh, you used to be good at fighting, and now you kind of suck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, why would they? Why would they do this? You know, like why? There's no going. There's no going good past your prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no growing into something greater unless you're growing into something different. And that's not necessarily a good thing, especially for what the story's trying to tell. You know what yeah. I mean? It just would have been better to have a younger, you know, less experienced person to grow into the Mortal Kombat versus like this guy that's just like, oh, I guess this was my destiny all along. And I just didn't get the memo until I was like 35. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the the reasoning for why anyone does anything in this movie is very weak, hard to parse. But I think if we want to go back to the quirk thing. Yeah. What did they call it in the movie? That's what I'm trying to even think of. Yeah, they called it not ability. No, it was, a, it was like own, a, it it was was like a mystic word. term. Yeah, it was like its own word. It was it was something along mystic, something along arcana. There you go. That sounds the arcana. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that. That didn't need to exist whatsoever, especially whenever Kano develops his arcana and when Jax develops his arcana. Fucking Jax. It's just like, <laughs> dude. I thought the Jax thing was kind of hilarious because they honestly. they make it mystical, yeah. and then it's like the mystic power gives him laser eye. <laughs> And then fucking beefier metal arms. Yeah. It's like, oh, it realized it, it took his imagination and made the arms the way he wants them to look. You know, <laughs> like there's okay. So in the in the the games, mm-hmm. there's the cyber ninjas. Mm-hmm. There's the robot ninjas. The company that makes them, I forget what it's called. Cybertech. Cy- might as fucking well be. They. Aim. I thought it. They should have made maybe just like the lead, like robotics engineer, should have made an appearance in this movie, and Kano's eye would have gotten really fucked up. Mm-hmm. He would have built him a new eye. See, and that's what I thought. Jax would would have been really fucked up. Yeah. He would have built him the the robot arms. And then at the end of the movie, not only have the Johnny Cage like uh, uh, hint, hint yeah. but like have him like building Cyrax and Sector. How fucking dope would that have been? Yeah, exactly. And it would have made 20 more cent, 20, 20 hundred more percent <laughs> sense. Like, it's just so dumb. Yeah, no, it really. It's like, how does mystic powers give you robot arms? And laser eye. <laughs> no, just... as soon as his eye got scratched, I was like, dope, he's going to get his robot eye. I was like, yeah. that's so cool. So when it, yeah, when his grimoire or his uh, quirk or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> when his, uh, his lightning breathing. Yeah, I'm when, just he, kidding. when his, uh, the Terrigen mist got him and he became an inhuman um it was just kind of like oh i guess that's that's how that's gonna be you know did you like kano yeah people are saying like making jokes that he like carried the movie as like the comedic relief i thought all of his movie or all of his jokes were like jokes that would have been told in like 2008 yeah it felt very like the humor of 2008 i honestly exactly i felt like he was a character from a movie that i thought couldn't be made anymore mm-hmm. exactly you know we're like we watch old movies and we're like oh they could not make this now <laughs> you know like that's watching him i was like that's that's him so i mean it was like it was an interesting uh it was it's it, an interesting character for everyone to be kind of like falling into but i mean it, i get that for a lot of weak dialogue, his banter is like a sweet relief mm-hmm. during it for some, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I would have been very more or way more forgiving of all of like the dumb, like uh fatality. I was going like, to ask about flawless that. victory yeah. and flawless victory. I was like, <laughs> just like all of that dumb shit. I would have been way more forgiving of that. If all the other dialogue was much better. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And those were just kind of like silly little moments that were like, Oh, that was, that that's funny. That he I would, would have been like, that, those yeah. are good punchlines. Yeah. Not so much the Kano, like fucking Buffalo wild wings humor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking lawn gnomes or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> That's buffalo. so 2008 lawn gnomes. Like, what the fuck? His fucking Buffalo Wild Wings humor. I fucking love that. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's just, he's a douche. That's yeah. all. His, that's the joke. Yeah, is that exactly. Kano's a douche. You know he's what I mean? He's just like a douchey dude. Yeah. 
But um, I for one thing that I will say, Shang Tsung sucked. I thought he was very lame. The the main mm-hmm. like bad yeah, emperor. Villain, yeah. Um, I thought all the bad guys kind of sucked a little bit. Sub Zero you know I mean? was kind of cool. Or no, Sub Zero was cool. Um, it was. Really- Reiko looked dumb as fuck. <laughs> Have you seen him in the games? He yeah. was in. He was in Mortal Kombat Four. He looked so fucking cool. I I, I knew Reiko fans would be insulted by how he was promoted in that movie because exactly he was not only like looked dumb, but he was kind of like promoted as dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he was just like, yeah. <laughs> he was like a big like dumb idiot. Yeah, just a big brute dumbass. Yeah, because <laughs> like in the in the game, he looks dope. He looks like he's like another ninja. He's wearing kind of like the same kind of ninja yeah. garb. But without the mask. And then um, there was Serena, I think. Melina. That, oh, well, Mel- yeah. Melina was kind of okay. Yeah. Who Who's the dragon woman? Was her name not Serena? Oh, I, for- I see. I literally even forgot about Let her. Let me look her up real yeah. quick. I forgot. I forgot she showed up for her. Natara. I mean, Natara. She's from Deadly Alliance, I believe. Oh, okay. And that was dumb as shit. She looked bad. And then the time when Kung Lao was fighting her and like on her as she was like flying through the air looked very really bad. bad. Yeah. But surprisingly, a lot of the special effects in this movie, like the digital graphics, like that when he cut her in half, <laughs> it all looked dope. It literally went from looking like dog shit at a game of, you know, freaking Daenerys riding a dragon in Game of Thrones <laughs> to like some of the best CGI you've seen in a while. Yeah, special effects you've seen in a while. So much of the CGI in this movie looked dope. Yeah, so you can tell like that special effects team was obviously like the the best of the best. Where yeah. like I feel like exactly some of the more practical effects didn't land like yeah. they hoped they would. Yeah, there's the scene where Kung Lao's hat is on the floor and then he jumps up through it, like how he enters in mm-hmm. most matches in the game. Yeah. It looked a little flubbery, but it still looked sick. Mm-hmm. And and like all the special effects with the Sub Zero and and Scorpion fight looked sick. It's just that first time when he cuts Nintara in half. I just you you just mentioned it. Yeah, where with the hat spinning on the floor, yeah, it yeah. looked dope. But it was a long time since we saw. <laughs> some gore it was kind of jarring for me yeah. for a second i was like oh shit yeah. right this is fucking mortal, this is fucking mortal combat oh, yeah. no i went the same way and it made me laugh because i had heard a co-worker talking about it before i actually uh-huh. watched them, that half of the i had only seen the first half of the movie and i had uh-huh. to work and so i heard a co-worker who had seen the whole movie talking about it and he was like dude there's this dope part where raiden throws his hat on the floor and cuts <laughs> someone in half i swear to god and i was like that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> So, so what many I, people get Raiden and Kung, Kung Lao mixed up it's because the, they have the hat, the, the big hat. hat. God <laughs> damn it. So when I was, saw it, I was like, oh, that makes... So I kind of ex- <laughs> maybe expected it because I had heard that, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it makes so much sense that Kung Lao is the character yeah. that did that, not fucking Raiden, who I also thought was kind of lame yeah. throughout all of this, you know what I mean? Lame, I mean, I think it's the direction that sucks in this movie, because like... Oh, and they almost made, I mean, I guess it's, it's probably has to do with the lore a little bit, but they made him basically like Uatu, which was just mm-hmm. like, I have to just stand around and like bitch at everyone, but that's, I can't really how, do anything. You that's know? how Raiden really is. Yeah. It's not until Raiden is in quotes, dark Raiden where he's like more hands-on and fights more. Yeah. It's, it, you know, cause in the games it lets you play as him because he's fucking cool. Yeah. But, but like in, in reality, the story, he yeah. can't, he doesn't really play that much or do, do anything. Do anything. Yeah. He's just the watcher on the wall. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I really liked Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. Sonya Blade and Jax were fine. I thought I, I was such a bummer that Jax got his powers from Arcana. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping that Sonya Blade would actually get the insignia on her, and I thought that she was going to. I thought she was going to kill Natara and get the insignia from her. Yeah, but then it makes plot wise sense that she would get, get it from, from Kano. Kano. Yeah, um, but I I think did all she get in a all, grim- did she get a power? Yeah, she gets the purple rings. Oh, no, that's wrist. right. That's right. Yeah. I was trying to remember. All in all, oh, Melina was fine. Melina was fine. Um, Cabal was fine, honestly. Cabal I, looked I liked, cool. I liked Cabal better than I liked Kano in a way no, because sure. I thought I just liked that full armor set with the swords mm-hmm. and everything. And him and Melina both have just teleporting powers. Is that a thing? Like, I think he was teleporting her. Her. Okay. That's where yeah. I was getting a little confused during that fight. Because <clears throat> he's like super fast or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, but that's all they really needed to do with this movie was make the characters look cool. Mm-hmm. And most of them did except for Raiden and Shang Tsung's body armor. It looked half ass as fuck. 
Um, Both of their wardrobes were pretty half-assed, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Honestly. Versus everybody else who was a little bit more fleshed out for sure. You know, even yeah. like even Kano for what he was looked like the character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you put him on screen. I was like, that's that's Kano. You yeah. Know? It same makes with, sense. Same and with you Cabal. hear his voice and yeah. you're like, yep. Same with Kano. Cabal and Sonya Blade. All of them just, I mean, I, when I, you saw him, you're like, that's, that is that person. You know, you know what? Melina's wardrobe was forgettable. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it looked like. So she was just covered in blood the whole movie or something. I don't know, right? <laughs> Um, they yeah. really just leaned into their like, look at her spooky mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very curious on what they're going to do next. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they have to bring in. Uh, okay, so Bihan is going to be Noob Saibot. Sub Zero is going to turn into Noob Saibot, I'm pretty sure. And then obviously, Johnny Cage is coming. Mm -hmm. um, they're probably going to bring in. Uh, what oh, is you know what name? else I actually. Uh, what I did actually like? Reptile. Oh, Reptile was kind of cool. I thought that was cool that he was just like a giant lizard monster and they didn't try to do anything more silly than that they were like yeah. no he really is just a fucking little godzilla you know yeah. <laughs> yeah um at first when kano was like flailing at nothing it looked a little goofy mm -hmm. but a lot of the fighting was pretty decent mm -hmm. definitely um, but yeah i mean i think the highlights were really just the last battle of sub-zero and scorpion it mm -hmm. looked like sub-zero versus scorpion and that's all you really can ask for that's you know all you want mean? in mortal Kombat. yeah is <laughs> sub-zero versus scorpion right so I want to start doing uh, a rating for the movies that yeah. we watch. Um, we can. What do you think? Should we do one out of five, or like uh, out of five, or out of ten? Like, what would you want to do? Let's do. Let's do out of five. I like, out of five, and then we can do half points. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, do you want to retroactively do one for uh, what was it, New Mutants? Oh yeah. So New Mutants, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd give it. A 2.5 out I'm, of 5. I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, watchable, but forgettable. Watchable, and if you really love the characters and you're willing to just forget that, you know, it's a dumb movie, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of cool to see them on screen. Um, that's, that's like my outlook on everything now. Okay, let's do Mugen Train. So that one's tough for me. Really? It's like, it's like a 4.8. <laughs> really? Yeah. And the only the only reason I give it that point... Oh, yeah, I guess we can do point whatever the hell we want. Yeah. But I, I just feel like that last 0.2% is just like that an, the animation just not being, you know, perfect for me. You know, mm -hmm. but beyond that, I really think dialogue, soundtrack, everything about that movie stayed true to the anime and was very digestible, even for, like you said, someone who doesn't even fucking understand the content yeah. totally. It's still something you'll be able to sit through and be like... That wasn't the worst thing I've ever had to fucking watch, you know? So We can also omit this one a little bit, too, because it's not a concise story. It's not a, a, a true beginning of a story and yeah, a true ending of a story. That is true. So if, if we factor that fact out of it, and if I think about it as just how much I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. I think I'd probably give it a four. Four? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and now Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Do you think it's worse or better than New Mutants. I thought it was better than New Mutants. That's because there was sure. more going on. There's just more going on. The character it does take time to flesh out its characters more than New Mutants does. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And just and overall, <laughs> motivations are weak in this movie, but they at least make sense. I can mm -hmm. hear someone's motivation and be like, "That makes sense for that character." Where New Mutants has just so much shit. You're like, "Why are they doing? Why are they doing that?" You know? So I definitely thought this was a better movie and much more for like everybody mm -hmm. um but i mean i'm gonna give it a three a three yeah i'm gonna give it a three um uh, just for poor dialogue yeah some really broken special effects sometimes yeah. you know it's like either the best or the worst it seemed like we got out of that movie it, you, very true um they did my boy raiden dirty so <laughs> that drops him some points you know i was kind of bummed to see kung lao die i'm not yeah, gonna lie i was, I was bummed like, out to see kung lao really die gonna kill kung lao oh i mean granted next to Liu king that actor's acting wasn't as good no definitely Liu not. king was surprisingly very good in my opinion and somehow so nostalgic to the original <laughs> yeah. actor in a way you know yeah. what i mean so um yeah i just i think that movie was fine but could be better and could be better i mean mm -hmm. this they it's obviously going to get a sequel so who knows you know maybe yeah. we'll get not the writer of fucking wonder <laughs> woman 1984 you know <laughs> and three expendable yeah, movies. and all the expendable movies um i'll give it a three also yeah i agree That's it's it's passable three watchers 
Yeah. Three. Oh, <laughs> just little, little little Uatu heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what movie are we doing next? Do you want to do the John Carpenter movie that we promised yes. for this episode? So let's do the John Carpenter okay. movie next. In the Mouth of Madness. Um, but then there's another movie that I think if you want to do two for next week, there's one I would be interested in having you watch that uh-huh. is one I've seen, but I think you would enjoy, which is Motherless Brooklyn. Oh, uh, is that on a streaming service? So it's on HBO. It's okay. with Edward Norton. It's a noir movie with Edward Norton. Is it old? Is it? It's new. Oh. It's a newer movie okay, okay. um but i just think that it would be something that we could have some pretty uh interesting conversation on so i'm gonna show it to you okay but i think that that's the one i want to throw down for something i've seen i know for a fact you haven't um but i think has a lot of really interesting uh talking points on it so that'll be my movie of choice you know maybe for the week oh. after so this is very interesting holy shit um can we do it next next week yeah that i mean that's what i'm saying so that, that's what i kind of want to do first okay. so just to put it out there a little early you know yeah so the next week we'll do in the mouth of madness mm-hmm. john carpenter and then the next next week we'll do motherless brooklyn who directs that uh director was edward norton it was his first holy directorial shit. that's right okay. that's why it's so that's saying so yeah it's his okay. first he's directing himself <laughs> if it if it happens to be leaving hbo soon i'll just watch it yeah. before next episode you got um it. But yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Um, We will see you next week. Yeah. And if not, uh, we will see you uh, on another time. I was going to say say half of it. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you all so much. Uh, Watch movies, read comics. Have a great life. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) 